Hello, you lovely people, and welcome to SEO SAS. We are called SEO SAS because we are your special answering service when it comes to everything to do with SEO. So you are joined with myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at Like My Media. And with me, I have the beautiful and wonderful Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Gymshark. This show is brought to you by the team at Like My Media. Like My Media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like you. Thanks, Hannah. Very nice intro there. I thought I'd like switch it up a little I bit. I really enjoyed that. I wasn't expecting it. Did you I like the arm it. flailing? I love the arm flailing. There was real energy going on, people. There was points and gestures and, <laughs> you know, you just, we've got to keep our listeners on the toes. Yeah, we can tell this isn't an 8am one, isn't it? When it's not a 5pm one, we're actually 11.24am. It's a perfect time for podcasting. That's what we get from our data. So, yes. <laughs> can I share something with our audience, please? Of course. <laughs> Don't worry. It's nothing too incriminating. So, basically, so we have our set roles when it comes to this podcast and Hannah, is wonderful because she does the research and the planning so don't you yeah and you do a good job thank you but she's started to do something new and quite funny so (laughs) we've got color coded in the notes and she's picked yellow for me and green for herself because apparently I am Hannah's lemon to her lime (laughs) Yes. I don't know why I told you this. I loved it. <laughs> Maybe that's the new uh, slogan. You're the lemon to my lamb. You're my lemon to my lamb. <laughs> I don't even know what that really means, but we're together. We're a zesty bunch. We are. You can citrust us. <laughs> you know what? That would make a good name for a view platform. <laughs> citrus. <laughs> How are we doing today, Hannah? I'm good. I'm awake. I'm alive. That's good. Um, what have you got to tell us? What's going on in the, the Hannah, Hannah Bryce world? Um, Lots of interesting stuff. By <laughs> I haven't been doing a lot recently. I've been full on kind of get used to being new job mode, try and do some ex- oh, exercise. Okay, that's a good one. So obviously, if anybody's not heard of the gym at Gymshark, it's called the LC, the lifting club. Oh, okay. It is amazing. Really amazing equipment in there, amazing studios, all that kind of stuff. I went in the other day for, for a lunch class and did boxing. And now I can hardly lift my arms. My arms really don't want to work too well. Give us a hand a hand riser. Whoop, whoop. Ah. No, she can't. She can't do it. <laughs> but yeah, so you've been boxing. Yeah, it was a good fun. Ah, so don't mess with Hannah because, you know, she'll... If you are going to, do it now because I can't defend myself. I can't move my arms. <laughs> Give me a week and then, yeah, oh. don't. See, I'm, um, so obviously I told people about my accident, about sitting on my wheel. Yes. Right. Not a euphemism. <laughs> Skating wheel. <laughs> so yes, but my body is just always in pain because we've got a tournament coming up Ooh. with Roller Derby. So I'm used to playing one game and you've seen Roller Derby. It's pretty full on. Yeah. So for that hour, oh, it's hard work, but we could be playing up to like three games in one day. Oh my word. That's intense. I know. I know. And because we need to prepare for that, we are being put through our paces. So, yeah. I mean, it's good. Good work. But I'm just so... My body... There's there's bits of me that hurt that I didn't even know existed. Oh, wow. So... I feel worse for you. 
Oh, but yeah. So, I mean, Royal Derby is fun and I do love it and it's a good community and stuff. But yeah, I think after the tournament, I'm going to be of a shell of a person. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> Broken mentally, physically. That's it, isn't it? Well, should we have a, a debate today? Should we have a nice argument just so that we can break our minds as well? <laughs> possibly our friendship. Oh, God. <laughs> Putting our friendship on the line. Yes. So what, 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 what do you want to debate about? I would like to debate about content. I feel like we've not had a good rant about it for a while. We've not given any really good tips about it for a while. You've not got stuff off your chest no. in a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a very good platform for me to do that. <laughs> so what is the debate then? So today we'd like to talk about the age-old debate of short versus long content. Oh, yes. It's never old news because it's always changing. Yeah, and I think this sort of divides people, doesn't it? It really does. I remember when we first met, we had a debate about it. Because on one hand, you've got, I mean, we'll go into it more, but you've got on the one hand where the stats say long content, like, Google loves, let's do it, search engine loves it. Whereas the other side, you've got like, no, you just want to be able to answer the user's question quick. And yeah. is, do you know what I mean? So you've got your two different sort of points of view on this. So yeah, so... Different backgrounds as well. Different so, backgrounds. It's Soak, when I worked there, Soak.com, there was so the um, planning manager, Adam, if you're listening, hi. Um, hi, Adam. <laughs> he, he, we had a debate about it once, a, a nice debate, because he said that from what he's been taught in terms of, especially if you're doing anything for print, the way to write something, and I'm paraphrasing, the way to write, write something is to use as little words as possible to get the message across as well as possible. Okay. So, and that's not, I, I, I didn't disagree with that. You should do the same when it comes to long form content. It's just you should add more detail and you should add more in there. You should add more value. So instead of answering one thing and yes. being like, ah, that's the website page to answer how to book, how to tie my shoes. Also include how to do straps, how yeah. to other stuff, add extra value, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So you kind of like led me on then to like the first sort of point here. So does long content rank better? So there are stats out there. So there was... I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing the website wrong, <laughs> but impactbnd.com. They've got a blog all around SEO s- statistics. Nice. And they found that the average first page result on Google contains 1,890 words. Yeah. So that backs up the point of view that long content is better. Yeah, and we've all heard that, haven't we? We've, we've all heard that, yeah. It seems to be like an industry thing now that first page, long form content. Yeah. yeah. And... Another thing on the long, the the long is better side of the argument is we all know that low value can be bad for the user and for Google. So here, if you think back to Panda update, Panda that algorithm update focused on thin, bad quality content, so content that wasn't really providing value for the user. So the question here is, if your content is too thin. Mm-hmm. and you're using less words to get your point across are you really adding value so that's another one another thing to bear in mind is the value point so if yours is longer than the already top ranking version will this make it rank better so if you go back to the first like okay so if what's ranking's got 1500 <laughs> and it's not answering and you answer it better yeah. use more words does it rank it better? And what extra value are you adding 
And I think the thing here is don't think of just adding fluff and adding words just for the sake of adding because then that's not adding value that's just adding words for the sake that's using five words when one will do do you know what I mean so yeah so longer even though with the stat we're saying that like pages that are ranking do have more words longer doesn't always mean better value and also if you have got more obviously it might take that page longer to load especially with videos and pictures in yeah 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 and especially like um because we all know that if when you're looking at content on mobile for example mobiles can't handle as much as a desktop can sort of thing so and we all know that page speed is a ranking factor so there you could have the argument that okay we are doing longer because we want to add more value but then does that then hinder user experience yeah I feel like you got on a really good roll there. Thank you. I feel like you got stuff off your chest. (laughs) (laughs) Just to add to that, really. So I think another thing people need to think about is intent. So when you are writing either long or short form articles, pages, whatever, how much detail are they going to be likely to want based on the topic? Yes. So if you're searching for something like, why is my nose itching compared to like a how to, so like, I don't know, how to get rid of blackheads on your nose or something like that. If, if it's about what, why is my nose itching, you might just be looking for validation for something. So I actually searched for this the other day because I thought, I wonder if this is a sign of an allergy. Oh. And literally the first result that came up, and it was in a featured snippet. Featured snippet? Yeah, yeah. Position zero. Featured snippet. I think that, that didn't sound right to me when I said it then. It is a featured, yeah, featured yeah. snippet. Sorry. So, like the results yeah, below Google AdWords, <laughs> above I know what they are. I'm like, is it a rich, rich, rich snippet or a featured result? It's rich snippets, isn't it? I don't know. Anyway, well, people call it all sorts of things, don't they? For a featured snippet today, yeah. So I searched "why is my nose itching," and it said, if it's itching, it feels like it's itching on the inside and tingling a bit. It is can be a sign of an allergy. So I was like, great job done. That's closed, closed browser. Sorry, yeah. sorry, website. Whereas if somebody's searching for how to get rid of blackheads, and this isn't something I was searching, by the way, you might want information about how to stop them from coming back, as yeah. well as how to get rid of them, causes of them, all of that kind of stuff. So you can add more value then. You can give people a choice of how much they read. So you can give them the information of how to get rid of blackheads at the start. And then you can go on to about the sources of blackheads or the causes. And then, um, like I say, how to stop them from, from coming back. And the same is for... Something like how to get shiny hair. You could move on to how to get rid of split ends or the best natural hair softening techniques, how long, how often you should brush your hair, all of that kind of stuff. So if you can add more value than people are expecting mm. and it's not something that they want basically a yes or no validation answer to, use use what you think people might be interested in as well. Okay. So very much the in, so intent then. Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. So if we sort of build on the intent. Yeah. When you're writing content, ask yourself, what are people likely want to see? Yeah, so yeah. not just like length, I guess. Or no. Not just a yes or no answer. Yeah. So don't just think, okay, so data says that this needs to be at least 1,800 words. No, think of it a little bit more complex than that. So for example, you can add value with images, GIFs, and video, especially for instructional pieces yeah so yeah and some people and I suppose the point here is some people want to read some people want to see some people want to watch people want to 
get content or get the answer in different ways. And I thought it'd be on the video point, I have got some stats that are interesting to share. So by 2022, online videos will make up more than 82% of all consumer internet traffic which is 15 times higher than it was in 2017 so we've got cisco to thank for that bit of stat bit of stat (laughs) another one is 70 percent of people watch online videos every week 55 percent of these people are watching them every day yeah um and thank you hubspot uh for that nugget of information there so that just goes to show that you can add value in more ways yeah and people don't necessarily always go to youtube for that it's not yeah it's not just social media platforms that are driving video it's, yeah. it's on site as well on page stuff yeah. so literally embedding it oh i think we had a discussion didn't we a client of yours in the past you bettered the page by putting a video on and you saw crazy results because yeah. of that yeah do you like yeah and if you listen to our carrie rose episode we gave tips of how to do video because yeah. you don't always need a big budget and it doesn't need to look really really like professional but yeah Go back to Carrie's episode for that. And then other things to ask yourself with your content is, does this bit of content need statistics and will people want lots of them? So, and if the answer is yes, use graphs or charts to keep users engaged. Yeah, rather than just put them all in a load of text, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And call out percentages in in larger text. So I've seen that where, so in content, like in the image, it will pull out to reiterate or make it like pop out and make it more engaging and visual for the person. Just on that point, and I'm completely interrupting while you're on a roll, but say back in the good old days when um, you used to read a magazine. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I would often flick past the stuff where it's only got one or two lines because it looked a bit advertorial or like, like just like an advert, basically. Whereas the things that had got juicy text, it had got decent story in there and it had, it used large text to pull out quotes Mm -hmm. or statistics. It had lots of images in there. It had information beneath the image to say what the image was showing. And then I could decide whether I actually wanted to read that or not. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's the same for online now. I feel like these principles are exactly the same online. It's just people are probably taking a bit longer to get to use use all the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm glad that you interrupted me on my role then because that, that was a good little insight there. And so the last, last point on intent is some people will want words on the page so they can find a definite answer in black and white. So... This could be legal, money, or even health-related. So it's best not to use too much visual stuff in that case, but you still need to make it easy to digest. Yeah. So the whole point here is not it's not a one-size-fits-all solution for your content. It's all about the intent and what people are wanting to see and also do your research so when you're writing a bit of content find what is ranking and see if there's any like common themes like are the ones that are ranking ranking because they've got like quotes from experts and they've got stats are they have they got video is it because they've got like a handy bullet point how to or something shareable that people have linked to on social media exactly so don't get so hung up on word count. I mean, we I have the conversation all the time. It's like, how long should this bit of content be? How many words? And it's like, that's the wrong way to think of it. 
you need to think of like rather than getting stuck on just word count yeah how can you best answer yeah that person's question and how can you better what's already been done yeah that is the better question to ask and it will be as long as it needs to be exactly it yeah. might be 300 words it might be 2000 <laughs> do you know what i amen. mean amen let's let's just forget the rest of the podcast because i think you just hit the nail on the head there do you know what i mean that's it like i don't know about you but when i'm planning an article and it's got to be optimized i'll think about what people want to see in that and i'll plan out my headings first and then i'll write stuff underneath that and i'll add research as to this that's a hard word to say isn't it (laughs) (laughs) images videos that kind of stuff as long as it's relevant to that but I'll stick to those headings because I'll be like these are the things that are going to make up this article and if it gets longer fine if Mm. it doesn't who cares and also don't be afraid to add something else in like maybe um I don't know like especially like with clients and stuff I very much work with them with content because I could do my research and find stuff that's out there but I need to talk to the client to see if there's anything that's missing or anything that's coming up or trends yeah, or something, something like that brand new that's just not on yeah. the internet yet yeah over to you so now we've we've kind of decided that we love long content but short content's also fine Yes. I'm putting those words into your mouth. Don't mean to, but I just thought I'd summarise quickly. I want to talk about how we make it easy for people to skim read to get to the bits they're interested in if it's not just, say, two paragraphs long with an image in the, in the middle. Yeah. So one of the things there is using H2s, for example. So like I've just said, planning out an article, you'd use H2 headings generally for your subtitles and that kind of thing. So that's one thing. And... Just to add on to this point about skimming and making it easy for people to read the content, a couple of years back, we had Dawn Anderson come to talk during Marketed Live. And oh my gosh, we need to get Dawn, if you're listening, I don't think you will be, but <laughs> if you are listening, please come on our podcast. We'd love to have you. Uh, but yeah, one of her points was whenever you're writing content, you should write for a nine-year-old. Um, and that's because of a couple of reasons one for the skimming yeah because if it's too hard to read and you're throwing in big words do you know what I mean like it's making it harder for people to read that content and also people have different levels of reading as well I mean obviously again it depends on the bit of content and the audience because if it's like I don't know if it's a professional piece for solicitors financial yeah then language may have to like you have a bit of jargon here and there that kind of thing but as a general rule of thumb make it easy for people to skim and write for a nine-year-old I just thought that was a nice little tip love that top tip on on the skimming point so in a search engine land article which I read um it was from the 26th of August it announced that Google was testing out a new feature where it takes you to the place on the page where it shows the most relevant content to your search so like anchored yeah so it's a bit like a a rich snippet feature snippet whatever I'm calling it today where it will show you in Google search engine results the bit that's most relevant to your question but then when you actually click onto the page, it will highlight that bit in yellow. So oh, say that's right. two thirds down the page, it will take you to where the most irrelevant part is. Right, okay. Which is amazing. And I don't know if it's going to, I think it was just in beta, but I don't know if they're going to roll it out or not. But I think they should. That'd be so useful because that's, that's what we're trying to do with H2s. Yeah. We're trying to get people to skim to the part that they find most interesting or, yeah. the, or to decide, okay, that yep, yes, no, don't want that little bit, but I'm going to keep going and keep reading stay longer on the page and hopefully get to the bottom where or somewhere else where you've linked me to somewhere else yeah 
Yeah. Yes. And so another thing to bear in mind when you are planning and writing content is, so yeah, I've sort of previously said it, but checking out the pages that are already ranking for the key terms that you want to target. So just to go into a bit more detail here, because I didn't earlier, but obviously EAT is a very important um, thing in SEO and EAT stands for expertise, authority and trust. There we go. So how can you add EAT to your content? So things here could be author. Yep. So I go on to far too many websites and read far too many blogs where there's no author written by. Yeah. And or it's, it's just like, a company. And you're or it's just a company, yeah. yeah. That's a wasted opportunity. If you can show Google that this bit of content is written by the most an, professional yeah an expert. expert in your company yeah 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 that's gonna rank better isn't it yeah or do better gonna, people are gonna be more interested in it as well and they'll trust it more and they're more likely to share it because it's like oh look this doctor has written yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. rather than you don't know who what qualifications does that author have is there a profile page for them if not why not <laughs> <laughs> sort that out <laughs> What other articles have they written? So obviously this is internal linking and external linking. So obviously internal linking is very important on your own website. But if they've written about a similar subject on Forbes or on LinkedIn or Medium or BBC or something, Mm -hmm. why not link? And too many, I think one thing that people get too scared about is sending people away from the website. Oh yeah. Just li- like just make sure that the link opens onto another tab. Yep. So then when they've closed, they're still on. They've still got your website. They've still got your website. But don't be afraid to link out. It's not, you've got to do it. It's a good thing. Have their articles had social shares? We know that matters. Yep. Yeah. And do their articles have comments from people saying how helpful the article was or reviews about having tried what they've recommended so that is going to help that content because you've got people vouching haven't you and saying real engagement there yeah love that i'm going to add some extra top tips (laughs) so you've done all your your expertise authority and trust you've got all that sorted out because if not sarah's going to tell you off and is there anything else now that you can add that's more interesting so we've already been over types of media like even adding just even one image on a page or that kind of thing but you could also these are all the things that will might maybe get you above your competitors basically so one thing you could add is schema schema markup to say that it's actually an article so when google crawls that it's like ah put that in the article bucket you know what i mean ready for when Mm -hmm. ready to rank that when someone's asking that question can you make sure that your page loads faster so you could have um accelerated mobile pages yes that's what amp stands for (laughs) thank you um can you get links to it internally so give it some time on the home page maybe give it some real authority from within your own site yeah yeah and like you said external links as well so make it really shareable with like a really cool quote or some homegrown statistics yeah so and i mean definitely try try out them because yeah like whatever you can do to help your content yeah there is more than you can do than just have keywords into a content yeah and and make it long count and i think one thing that people sort of neglect is so they put so much time in writing a blog don't they and what they neglect is then the pushing it out and the extra bits the that you can approach. do. Yeah. yeah, that oily marketing machine <laughs> that we always talk about. So you've, you've spent time putting together this awesome bit of content. Spend more time pushing it out yeah. there and putting a bit of schema markup on there or 
get the rest of your team to help you out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now I've got that cough out there. So Search Engine Journal posted an article about revisiting word count in 2019 from July this year. So I'm, I'm quoting some of the bits in this article. So in 2019, Brian Dean and Buzumo reviewed 912 million blog posts. That's quite a few blog posts. <laughs> and discovered that long form content gets more backlinks. So ranking factor yeah absolutely and this is a quote long form content gets an average of 77.2 percent more links than short articles therefore long form content appears to be ideal for backlink acquisition so is that a thumbs up to long form content that's a massive thumbs up and i reckon that the reason it's getting links to it is because it's adding value it's really useful it's got all your hdus planned out it's not full of waffle and it's probably got a video or an image or something that's actually going to be interesting enough to link someone to. Yeah. And also Hrefs, um, one of Hannah's favourite tools, Hrefs reported in 2018 that 91% of all pages never get any organic traffic. That's really sad. 91%? Yeah. I'm sorry. That, that <laughs> Yeah. That's... Flipping out. And that seems to be predominantly because they do not have any backlinks. Again, a quote it looks like 55.24% of pages don't have even a single backlink, and 29.79% of pages have links from less than three websites. And I mean, this just goes back to like people are just churning out this content and yeah. not having a plan for it, really, yeah, are they? It. They're not they're not thinking of the bigger picture like they know that content is queen or king or whatever and they know that well they know that google likes fresh content yeah just getting content on the website but releasing it into the in into the internet and expecting it to you need to to do some work people well on on that note so to summarize (laughs) when it comes to content size does matter but it's mainly what you've heard people (laughs) (laughs) but it is mainly based on intent which could be said for the uh Oh, there are analogies there too. Um, readability is also a big deal. So make sure it's easy to navigate, to find what the user actually wants to find on the page and then to navigate onwards for the user experience. To add to that point, yeah. so some articles do it really well. So they, in the intro bit, they will like bullet point like what the blog's going to cover. So what the H2s are. Yeah. And when you click that, it anchors them to that bit. Yeah. Just as a... Oh. I'm not sure about that because, again, oh. it, it's Why? Almost, sometimes it can create a different URL depending on which platform it is. Okay, but then... Or well, parameters in the URL, which you, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, but it's not can a bad you not thing. sort it out? Can I'm just not, not recommending it. You can recommend it if you like, but I'm not. So you wouldn't do that? Uh, I, no. Even if there was a way to tell Google about the URL? Yeah. That, for me, I don't know. Just that tiny little one is a bit messy for me. Okay. I think it's like a... I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do. User experience, it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I'll tell you what, (laughs) personally, it winds me up because I'm like, where was I? Okay, yeah, fine. I've read that paragraph now. Now I want to read number four because that was also interesting. But where am I? But then if it winds you up, you you wouldn't use it, would you? You wouldn't click it or would you? Well, not unless I thought it was going to take me to a different page where it was all about that topic. So you think it's... You think if someone's linked, it's because it's a different page rather than anchored? Not necessarily. Oh. But I just, yeah. I like, maybe I'm too traditional. I like it to all be there and I can choose what I'm going to read. Okay. Rather than be 
taken to where whoever's written it thinks I want to be. Interesting. Despite the fact that I'm clicking on it, I know, I know. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you need to make sure it's easy to navigate to find what the user wants to on page, as well as for user experience, but also for bounce rates and the time on the page. Because if they can't find whatever they thought they were going to get by clicking on your site, they're going to bounce off of it. And we all know that Google will cotton on to the fact that your bounce rate is high yeah. and you might have been ranking, but if people are jumping, chip. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to send its favorite users to you. Um, and in in total summary it's all about quality and sharing something special especially if it can be linked to yeah so just yeah like when you are writing content you've you've got to have a plan for it it's got to sit so I think it's a bad idea if the reason you're writing this content because you've not published a blog oh yeah that's the bad way like have a plan so I would always go down the route of, okay, so you could each month, when it comes to your marketing, and this should be across all your platforms because it's an oily big marketing machine, each month you pick a topic or a theme that you want to talk about and then that content needs to fit in with that and you need to have a plan. So when you've written this content, how are you then going to push it out? How, what, and if, if there is no point, or, or if, social wouldn't share it because or, yeah. it's not shareable. Or if, or if you can look at it and think, I wouldn't really link to this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then don't do bin it. it. <laughs> yeah, start again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love that. Are you ready for a feature? Have you had enough? I feel like um, probably feel a bit better for after. I like up. that topic because uh, it just resonates with me so much because I always get question of how long something should be and it's just like yeah that was me hitting my forehead (laughs) so I might just now I can just send people to this podcast episode (laughs) how long should you go (laughs) okay I've got a juicy feature for you I wouldn't expect anything less Hannah and based on the fact that you mentioned an algorithm update in this one panda you did indeed that was a test then wasn't it (laughs) I would like you to tell me Yes. You're going to hate this. Oh. Right, let me finish before you react. Which year these algorithm updates were? And I, there's a, I think there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's 11 again, but you only need to get four right to win because this is very difficult. Oh. Okay. Can you, right, can you give me a period that they all sit within? Yeah, of course. They're all from between 2013 and 2018. So, be- between 2013 and 2018. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll help because I might have said 1950. Well, no, because the internet wasn't around <laughs> then. Yes, um, I'm ready. If it helps, there's only two 2013 and two 2014. So most of them are quite re- recent. Okay. So there's none this year? None that I've, I've included. So the source for this is Moz. Good old Moz. Love a bit of Moz. Cool. Okay. So video carousels. I have a feeling that was quite recent. So I'm going to go with 2018. Please tell me I'm right. You are right. Yeah. It's June 2018. Fred. Oh, that sounds like an old one. And I think, or like a middle of the road one. <laughs> Fred, Fred, Fred. What did Fred do? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 
I've heard of him. I can't remember though. They're all different. Oh my God, there's so many, isn't there? Let's go with 2016. Oh, close. 2017. Oh, um, possum. That's a made up one. (laughs) It's not. They're all real. Possum. Possum, possum, possum. 2014. 2016. Oh. Pigeon. That's an old one. That, I'm going to go 2013. Oh, 2014. Ah. Payday loan. Oh, 2015. 14. Oh. <laughs> Hummingbird. 2013. Yes. Phantom. Of the Opera. 2013. Yes. Mobile speed update. Right. So, I mean... How long is... So, between 2013 and 2018. Wow, their mobile-friendly stuff came out. 18? Yes. And snippet length drop. (laughs) That sounds like a move. Like a dance move. (laughs) And Hannah's going to perform this. Snippet snippet length length drop. (laughs) In the cha-cha slide. (laughs) Quickly Google that one for me. What is the what is that one? It's where I'm sure it's where you feature snippets. The length of them dropped. There's uh, also a snippet length increase, which is the next one. So they increased first and then they dropped afterwards. How long have feature snippets been around for? Not that long. 2017. Is that the the increase which happened first? Yes. Awesome. And so the drop will have to be Well, 2018. Yeah. And then zero zero result SERP test is the last one. What does that mean? I think it was like, again, where you've got position zero. What, they were testing it? Yeah. 2018. Yes, you did really well. Okay, so you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, right. Out of 11. Over half. Over half. That was a hard one. It was hard. I'm sorry about that. I thought it was quite good though. No, it was. It was. It just goes to show how many flipping updates there are and have been. Well, yeah. And that, that, I mean, this could be an interesting podcast episode is that the fact that there's loads of algorithm updates, loads and loads and loads and loads. And it's the fact that the ones that get like talked about are the ones where most websites feel like something's happened. Yeah. So there's chitter chatter and then yeah. So do people get too hung up on algorithm updates? Or should you is there an argument that says if you're trying your best then you, you won't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well we could maybe have a look at like the most under the radar algorithm updates and like which ones we really should care about and base our SEO work on. Because there's, I bet you, there's loads of SEO agencies out there that capitalise on. So oh you, hell yeah! Do you know the what I mean? Of emails that you get, like, oh, you've dropped in ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or did you know about this update? We need. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the bit of SEO that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's ambulance chasing of the SEO world. I'm just putting it out there. The ambulance. Uh, please explain that one. So do you know when um, you see? I've got it. I've worked it out in my head. Yeah. So an ambulance is like got his knee nars on. Yeah, and you've <laughs> got a, you've got a personal injury solicitor behind them, being like, "Oh, if you had an accident, I'll help you." Yes, it's called ambulance chasing, isn't it? Which doesn't um, really happen, but it's a term in the legal world. Whereas, yeah, the SEA world is like, "Oh, you might have been hit by an algorithm. Hey, we want to make money from you." Yeah, 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 yeah. And they might not have even. I don't know. I just yeah. 
SEO is, I mean, there's good SEOers out there and I'm not, do you know what I mean? But there are some SEOers that give good SEOers the bad name. I'll agree with that. <laughs> well done. Anyway, very good. Very good result. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you want to do a forfeit? Well, you're doing the forfeit. <laughs> Don't try that what, reverse psychology to- <laughs> on me. What do you want the forfeit to be? Right. Okay. So the whole episode has been about short versus long content. In your best operatic voice, because <laughs> obviously linking back to Phantom, Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. I like it. Yep. Link. I would like you to la. La. Yep. Pick a note. Okay. La it. <laughs> la a note. Yep. Pick a note and sing it for as long as you can. Do you want to turn the mic down for this in case it crashes people or um, turn the radios down if they're in the car? Okay. Are you going to go quite loud? Well, I can't log quietly, can I? <laughs> okay. I'm going to turn it down now. Love! I could have gone on for longer, but I didn't feel like it was appropriate. <laughs> Always appropriate. Well done. Thank you. You blew it out the park. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. Do practice opera in my spare time. I pretty much, you got so loud, the volume was all, <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> Can't wait to listen back. <laughs> oh, this has been a good episode. Well, I, it's been a good episode I've for us. It. I have to be honest, I have, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. All right then, shall we say goodbye? Yes, thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to give us a review, as always, we do welcome them. We do welcome them. If you want to email us, it's hello at seosaspodcast.com. You can tweet us, seo underscore sas. I don't know what happened to my voice then. I'm on Twitter, we're both on LinkedIn. But please, like, we, we like talking to people and we like it when people reach out and get, if, if you've got an idea of a topic or a question or oh yes so we are going to be doing a episode all about analogies SEO analogies thanks to Avi yes 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 yes. who wrote in to us and gave us an amazing analogy yes so and we want more yeah so if you want if you if you think of a good analogy and you want to bloody love them <laughs> we bloody do, mate. <laughs> uh, so yes, um, should we say bye? Goodbye. Bye.